good song i haven't heard that for fucking years and sort of out of context like i'm very familiar with the chorus but the lead up into that it's just so beautiful Mm, it's like a journey yeah absolutely that was mr mister Mm. kiri yeah we are do you know anybody called oh yes we are yeah yeah do you know anybody's called kiri no no, My unborn I've, child is called. Oh, Kiwi. there we go. All right, it's a money's bit late in the for bank. That kid. Yeah, miss the That's, oven. Uh, next lifetime. Yes, we are <laughs> the eighties montage guys. I'm Sally Hardon, and I'm Jay Jovi, and we're doing remote. Going? We're remoting we today. Yes, remoting again, emoting and remoting, mm, and rebooting. That's right, always. Oh, and we want to thank our Wedge people for coming to the Wedge on Saturday night. That's right, because we're debriefing as well about the amazing gig that we did in sale at the Wedge. Mm. Mate, that was our first gig in a while, wasn't it? Like our first sort of venue gig. We've done a couple of private ones. This was sort of... I reckon... Big theatre show. Six months, maybe? We haven't gigged for? Yeah, something like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And they loved it. Look, like they loved it. It was almost sold out and uh, great vibe down there. I think sort of everyone was shocked in the first set because it's been such a while since people have been out to sort of see live music or anything mm. in a theatre, in mm. fact. But by the second set they had had a drink, cheering, standing up, dancing, was wonderful, was awesome. It was. How did you go? Very well. I, I thought it was an amazing feeling and I do understand the crowd's perspective of being a little bit, oh, shit, how do we react and what do we do? Because we're so out of practice with yeah. each other, you know, like there's the communication from the band and then the crowd. But we had so much to look at that I think that's what they just wanted to sit there and stare, you know. They were taking it all in. I, yeah. I really felt like they were looking, like watching, you know, the, the spectacle um, mm. because we, we actually have, this is Rewind 80s, our, our uh, live show, our live band, 
and part of the theatre spectacle is like a massive screen at the back and we play clips and, you know, all kinds of things on the screen. So there's a lot to look at and listen to, you know. And I have heard a lot of comments about the show and the main comments have come from fucking someone dressing up as Freddie Mercury and coming out in drag. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> oh, fucking Oh, hell. my God. My dad loved it. Yeah. He was fucking blown away by that. Trevor nearly fell over our sound guy because we didn't tell anyone you were doing that. Nah, true. Yeah. I don't even think the band completely knew, you no. know. That's um, right. We sort, of, we sort of kept it quite quiet and I – you guys suggested it to me sort of the week before and um, I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I'm like, fuck, all right, hunting for a costume. Because, you know, to be to be authentic, mm. you've got to find the right stuff. This is the thing with wearing costumes. They've got to look like the exact thing. You yeah. can't cut corners. You can't no. sort of improvise. You've got to go for the exact colours and cuts it's very difficult, you know. And earrings. And earrings. That's the earrings. Right. Oh, the, the wig, effort. The fucking wig. all of it, mate. Yeah. You were and fucking seven foot tall in that <laughs> outfit. Is, oh. Isn't it huge? The fucking heels. Oh. I, was, I was walking around in women's heels all week, sort of, so I didn't fucking roll my yeah. ankle on stage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, and it was very funny. <laughs> Mika, Mika on the same night couldn't make it but he uh, he was going to a party sort of on behalf of both of us and it was uh, go as the first letter as your, as your, as what's in your name. And mm. I thought, oh, Marilyn Manson, that'd be great. You can do the fucking goth look and have the fucked up idol. That's an awesome costume. And I said, you know what would be funnier though if you went as Marilyn Munro. Mm. So, you know, Greek Mika... Musly yeah. as fuck, went as fucking <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and we're, set, you know, during the week sending each other our costumes. I was like, what the fuck's going on with us? Like what's happening? Oh, you know? no, it's good. It's creativity, <laughs> man. That's I loved right, it. So I hope yeah. I hope everyone loved the show and thank you for your comments on Facebook. Um, and I've put a couple of new clips up from the show because our next show is in Bendigo at the Capitol Theatre on the that's 26th right. of March. Yes. Yeah. And that's already selling really well and there's still five weeks, I think, until we do that. But incredible. And we've got we've got amazing fans that from Melbourne who went all the way down to Say, which is like three hours away, mind you, mm. and they're also going to Bendigo. You know, that's phenomenal support. So thank you to those mm. guys, Julie mm. and so mm -hmm. forth. Bloody love mm -hmm. you guys. Good on you. Now, while we're on the topic of like spending three-hour drives mm. as well as doing a debrief about our first gig in six months and how it felt and so forth, we're also talking about road trip songs from the 80s. That's right. Yeah. Now, Kiri was a great pick. That was awesome. Kiri comes from... I, I was like, what the fuck about this song? Kiri comes from it's it's actually Greek. Kiri Eliasson, which which means Lord have mercy. I never knew that. It must wow. be ancient Greek. But there Maybe. you go. Maybe 
Because yeah. he sings it different. He carries. sings it different yeah. at the start and it's really pretty. And yeah. then when the bass rocks in, you can see yourself driving in the car, you know, because it just takes yeah. you on this journey, you know. Yeah, big, vast sort of song and that's what sort of – I guess sums up a road trip song, a classic road road trip song is that feeling of space, you know? Yes. Whack it on and start driving. So we've got a few songs to play tonight. You're going to really enjoy the, the tracks tonight. You probably haven't heard a lot of them in a long time. Mm. And I don't drive, so this is my problem. So my perspective is I'm one of those conventional women that don't do much except for sing. And... Um, so you got to imagine Maddie's driving and then the radio's on or he's got his iPod on and some of these songs we actually drove up to like as well and which is interesting What are you doing this whole time like sitting there having a diddle while he's driving I just sit Probably. there and look out the window Oh uh, yeah having a diddle Yeah just sit there or we just talk shit the whole way you know what I mean Yeah yeah We're yeah. good at that Yes passing the time wonderful Yeah Awesome well, we've got a well, few, fair few songs to play, so let's keep yeah. going, I reckon. All right, here's the other one that I really love. It's a fantastic driving song. Lessons in Love, level 42, another oh. bass-driven track. Yes. It camp reminds driven. me of – Yeah, camp-driven, yeah, it is a bit camp. It reminds me of a friend of mine, Jack Housden, when we used to tour in a Tarago in the 80s, which is a Tarago <laughs> is one of the cars that you see in the Time Bandit song uh, Endless Road, they're in a Tarago. That's right. An old school. Yep. Now everyone uses a Kia and they go out on the road in those. But in the old days it was a Tarago and you'd have about eight seats in it. And Jack Housden, who is from The Bad Loves and he just does everything at the moment, would go white pole, red reflector, white pole, red reflector, white pole, red reflector, white pole, oh. red reflector. As we went past a white pole and red reflector and is he it a was bit fucking piss funny. Hey? Is he a bit aspie, is he? No, not at all. He's no? just fucking dry humour, you know. <laughs> and I used to really love it. I'd go, oh, my God, Jack, shut up. we just get all – you know when you get bored in a, in a van a with a band? 
you get delirious and you, you're either talking about shagging some chick or it just goes white pole, red reflector, white pole. And I used to piss myself laughing. He was awesome. Oh, my God. The conversations that you have on the road in a in a band van, fucking crazy, huh? Yeah, Tarago-itis. Tarago-itis, yeah. we used to call it. Because yeah. especially if you're fucking, if you're going in one van, it means the whole band is in there. Yeah. And, you, you know, oftentimes, God, you're very lucky if you're pulling a trailer with all your equipment in. Oftentimes you've got equipment sitting on your fucking lap. You've got your legs lifted up because it's under your feet, you know, and you're all sort of yeah. crammed in there. I don't know how many tours I've done like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Fucking easy. Hell. It's not easy. It's, it's not. also really bonding for a band to get together and chat about stuff that they're going through. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. It's so yeah. bonding. And people don't understand that if there is a bond in the band, it means the band plays together a lot better. It's a yeah. psychological thing, you know. And I really, really – we're both advocates for it, you know. Like we know Fuck that yeah. – if there's an energy that's wrong, it's got to be fixed or otherwise yeah. the fucking show is wrong, you know. So that's when right. you become really close to a band and you maybe go out once a week or I don't know, like I've never done a three or four. Oh, I've done a two or three day a tour but it can get very testing, bit testy oh, yeah, on absolutely. the old testies. Yeah. It will and I mean if, you know. If somebody, if you're in a van, if you're in a van like that, all crammed up, and somebody's getting on your nerves, it'll most likely come to a head, or mm. you will get over it and bond with that person, and it can actually be quite healing. It can go either way, you know. Mm, but, that's um, right. We used to in my originals band, Ten Thousand. We used to always have really good gigs in Sydney. Because we would sort of drive on the day that we were playing the gig because it's a sort of straight enough road and an easy enough drive that you can do it in one day and play that night, you know. Mm. So we used to sort of punch it up to Sydney and literally pour out of the van, load our stuff in and go, you know. And and we always had yeah. great gigs in Sydney because we had a great fucking energy. We'd like fall out of the van, a little bit tired but just sort of – delirious and laughing mm. and it was like we'd come on stage and everybody would be like, oh, who are these cunts, you know? Yeah, and you've got to remember in the 80s we all needed to take vans That's because right. airfares were fucking so much money and record uh, yeah. companies wouldn't pay for them. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at in the 80s to get up to Sydney it would have been five, six hundred bucks maybe. Oh, shit, yeah. On a Absolutely. plane. Absolutely. Yeah. And you just can't afford that as a band, so you've got to go to Sydney in a van or a. Mm. In, in the eighties, it was a Tarago usually, and it's just doing everything like nowadays. These youngies have it so bloody easy, you know. Yeah, and that's right. Maddie did that with Mandy Kane when he was with them um, with Warner Music, and he remembered thinking, "God." Um, and when he does pseudo, all the youngies are like, oh, can we have to drive to the airport? It's like, how about driving 15 fucking hours, mate, <laughs> like I've done in the bloody 90s, you know? Oh, God. So really, I mean, I hope it sort of puts it into perspective for you guys out there because, I mean, you get we, we get these ridiculous emails sometimes like, oh, you've, you've – you're going to Geelong. Are you you coming to Barwon Heads? It's too far yeah. away, and it's like, yeah, exactly. come on for fuck, 
Come yeah, on, get for in your fuck's car, sake. drive your fucking car, mate. Yeah, yeah, you, you know? know, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit much, but oh yeah. look, it's yeah. whatever, you know. Now look, it's great song, "Lessons in Love." That was a fucking great one. So, um, I hadn't heard that one for a while either. You're so good mm. at like pulling pulling them out of the. Well, vault. I wanted Very to do good. a few that we haven't really talked about either. Yeah, show, yeah. You know. This one's sort and of. This in is another terms bass of, player that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. This one kind of reminds me of um, uh, "Road to Nowhere" by Talking Heads a little bit. You know, like oh, in yeah, that kind yeah. of territory. Yeah. I was going to put that in. Yeah, that's but what she said. I thought, oh, we did. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, we did speak about Talking Heads not long ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the. The members were amazing in that band and the lead singer was the bass player, which everyone knows is an easy <clears> – oh, <throat> that, sorry, no. that's vocal – to play bass and sing. No, that's, that's what right. Sting very, said. Yeah, yeah, very rare and I Not love that. Not many people that. do it. I love mm. that dynamic because you're sort of – you're playing low but you're singing high, you know. It's a really – really testing on the on the brain, I reckon. Different rhythms, everything. Yeah. All right, right. so let's give this one a bit of a go. This is uh, usually what happens when a bit of uh, reef is involved and Mm -hmm. uh, you've probably driven through Sydney and you stop at Wagga Wagga and pick up a bag of shit and fucking bang, bang, here we go. Yeah. White Muso's Wet Dream, that is. Fuck yeah, it's such a cool fucking song. Great track. Stevie Wonder. I listen Wonder. to a lot, yeah, Stevie Wonder, of course, with Master Blaster. I listen to a lot of reggae and this is completely up my alley because this was uh, inspired by Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. 
and um, he it, and it was recorded relatively quickly as well because he had an he had an album that came out the year before. This was released in 1980. He had an album that came out the year before that was a bit of a failure, and so he had a bit of a fire under his ass. Um, and this he bought this out in 1980. Uh, you know, this was hotter sort than of July. Re- yeah, hotter than July. This was written and recorded sort of within a year and released sort of within that year. Fucking amazing album. Yeah, this Timeless, was a big family favourite for my family. Mm. A very yeah, right. barbecue by the pool and, you know, the stereo blasting out of the garage. Yeah. This was huge. Yeah. And this is where I appreciated just a great vocal, great musicianship and yep. – Really cool songs that just work, you know. And live they were like this as well. Live the band were incredible. Yeah. I've heard a yeah. million bands try and jam this at their sound check and they sound like fucking ass. Yeah. And I just want to go, <laughs> shut the fuck up. But I don't. I can turn it off. Turn it off. It's fucking shit. Don't do Stevie Wonder, you fucking Bon Jovi prick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, um, I've got a feeling yeah. this has happened, yeah. <laughs> what was yeah, that? Fucking amazing. I said Lost I've got you. a feeling oh, I've got a much. feeling that 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 has happened along the uh, along Back? your history. You uh What was that? You uh I've got a feeling that that has actually happened along your history. You, you yelling out to the band, "Don't fucking play Master Blaster." Absolutely you. has. Yeah. yeah, I um yeah. really can't do unfunky fucking bands that try and attempt this song. And there's no, oh, and Toto's another one. Toto's a yeah, fuck. shut yeah. the fuck up. You're yeah. hardly fucking Toto. There was a band I was Toto. in that used to do it a lot, a lot, yeah, right. and I used to go, oh god. Don't I just went and had a cigarette. It. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. What um, old mate, um, Tony Copel would have done a great version oh, of this Coots, song. Oh, Coots, absolutely. But yeah. Coots, is, Coots had the band when I was with Coots in Colours. He had Chris Becker on bass, he had Davey Porter on drums or he had Watto on drums, um, Claude Carranza on guitar. We had Claude on guitar. He's fucking like Jimi Hendrix, that one. Didn't and we see Claude not long ago? Yeah, at the airport. I've still That's got to right. ring him, but then COVID happened. I've still got yeah. to ring him. And uh, it was just a fucking banging band. And these guys are in uh, John Stevens' band, you know. Yeah, well, Tony is um, – isn't managing. Tony bloody managing Yeah, John? yeah, he manages yeah. him. Yeah, and he sings BVs oh, and he just matches – John's voice and that band's fucking the best thing in the yeah. country at the moment. Yeah, that's know? right. No, absolutely, I agree with you. And and um, Tony's an amazing like he he would be MD for the band. Yeah, he'd be musical director for the band. Um, yeah, he, I think he's more manager. I think it's it's really okay. hard to be both. You know, like I just yeah. think he gets muses. Tony, when Tony used to run bands, he would just get you in and there would be no rehearsal and if you cut it, you got fucking hired again and if you didn't, yeah. you didn't fucking work with him you'd again. Never, you know? Yeah, you'd never. No, nah. and he was yeah. 19 at this time, you know, and he was right. fucking telling you shit, fucking never come back, you know. Yeah, Nowadays right. you've got to be so fucking careful that you bloody fucking hurt that feelings. Yeah. It's like yeah. fucking what? So that's where I've come from, from. So I watched him do that and I know that. It's 
like Colours used to be a band that would do four gigs a night, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Th- and th- that's unheard of now but Coots would have it all and, and he'd probably be drunk at the same time but he's got it covered so he's really good for everything, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. He used to do, um, he used to do, oh, for fucking years he used to do like a, like an like R&B Sundays at the Espy with with like a cover band and mm-hmm. fuck like it was incredible might have and been Planet to, X or something okay he used to pack them in there too yeah, because yeah. like it sounded like the recordings and he exactly. was doing like he exactly. was doing like Fucking Dr. Dre and Kanye. And, yes. You know, you yeah, wouldn't yeah, attempt you some of this shit. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, look, I appreciate every single minute I spent with all those boys because that's the level I want to achieve with yeah. everyone. And it that's does right. get frustrating for people because they're like, well, why can't we just do it this way? It's like, no, man. And, and Maddie's the same. Yeah. Where he's like, that's wrong, that's wrong. And I think you've got to have quality control within a band because when you do covers, you do slide away from the fucking situation yeah. with chords and notes and, and you do tend to start writing your own shit over it. And that's yeah. the one thing that is a skill. Um, I've seen plenty of people do fantastic versions of David Bowie but the solo's not the same, you know, or... Yeah, that's right. It's just not... And, and that's the thing. And the problem with our band, and it's not a problem, but because I'm a female singer and I'm doing Jimmy Barnes and I'm doing Loverboy and stuff like that, the mm. band has to be hot for me to get away with doing a male song, you know what I mean? Switch yeah. on a mind, shit like that. Because otherwise it gets... It's like a chick trying to do rock and... Yeah. I've also got an energy about me where I'm just going to give you the song the way I know it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have too. It's exactly the same. Mm. So should we do another one? This is an interesting yes. one. Yes, um, I don't know much about this band. I really appreciate mm-hmm. this song and it did come on the radio a couple of days ago and uh, I went, oh, wow, here we go. Tiger. Wow. So is that that's uh, Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone? Yeah. Canadian, Canadian band. band. Yeah. yeah. From an album called The Thin Red Line, which you don't want to see if you're taking a COVID test, people, is a thin red line. Exactly. Is that how it works or is that a pregnancy test? Well, you do if you want a week off work. <laughs> yeah, but get in yeah. quick because I think yeah. uh, no – 
No one's going to care very soon. No, exactly. That's uh, right. Yeah, they're getting rid um, of masks this Friday, did you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm Fuck still going to yeah. wear mine. I'm quite attached to mine. I think it's cool. Oh. I always wanted See, to I've, wear one when Michael Jackson wore them. I thought they were oh, fucking yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Airport, yeah. definitely got to wear them. That's right. Airport. Airport. Yeah. Which um, we're going to this weekend. We're going to Tasmania. Tassie. So we're playing a festival called fucking Stuck a Up the Creek. Day on the Creek. D- that's right. Day Up the Creek. Day Up the Moles. A it's day in up Mole the Creek. Yeah. A lot Fucking of moles in Mole Creek. They've, they've named a creek after you, Sammy. I know, mate. I am Miss Mole. I'm going to fucking <laughs> rock that stage <laughs> and I'm going to dress up as a mole. We'll have to fucking crown you queen of fucking Mole Creek. I know, right? Rewind 80s and the moles. <laughs> uh, awesome. Fantastic. Can't wait. I can't wait to sort of jump on the plane and be doing a gig out of state. Especially yeah. in Tassie. I yeah, don't think I've great. played Tassie before. Um, I don't I You guys either. have without me, but uh, oh, I? haven't you? Oh, okay. No, Maddie has. Right. I don't think I've done Tassie. Oh, Maddie has. Maddie has with pseudo, mm, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Machinations, yeah. that New Zealand. That's yeah. right. Uh, I was born in Tasmania, so I got out of there fast. Mate, right? you are the fucking queen of Mole Creek. I will be the queen of cream of It'll Mole be the, Creek. The the great return. Yeah, and you can still get tickets, guys. And it's like an outdoor festival, so it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I don't know what the tickets are, but there's a couple about four bands, four bands. So we're doing great. Our eighty set, uh, different set from Saturday night, completely different, mm-hmm. and it yep. should be fantastic. Look forward to it. It'll be a great energy. Can't wait to get hey, down there. Hey, but what there do you what do you, you reckon all. about yeah? What do you reckon about this one? This is a really good driving song, but it's something you wouldn't think about, and you're probably just being fucking dumped. Here we go. i 
hold me now. Thompson Twins. We've never spoken about the Thompson Twins much. We haven't. We haven't. It's sort of, uh, look, I do like the Thompson Twins. It's sort of, this song is a little bit of uh, sort of sung, sung by the kind of guy that goes down first. You know what I'm saying? What down on you first? Yeah, he goes down on he goes <laughs> down on his girlfriend before she goes down on him. You know what I mean? You know what well, I'm talking about? I'd like to order one of them, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ring Tom Bailey right now. <laughs> will you hold me now, Tommy? We think will you, you go down first, mate. Yeah, will you hum this song as you're going <laughs> down on me, Tommy? <laughs> yeah. Bumblebee. Yeah. 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 Now, Thompson Twins, there were no fucking twins. No. I don't think there were even uh, siblings, yeah? No. They were were named after a comic strip. Were they? Well, they weren't very funny. They were quite serious. No, that's that's true. The chick in Thompson Twins is a Kiwi. Yeah, Lana Curry, yeah. Mm. They both live in New Zealand, I think. They got married. I'm not sure oh, if they're they? married still. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're married still. That's incest. Oh, no, they're not twins. No, they're not. Yeah, right. Um, no, they were not. I think it's great. Remember in the 80s when they'd someone would call themselves the twins and there'd be 65 musos in the band or yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, duo yeah. and stuff. It was very in. But I actually really loved... Alana Curry's look. I thought she looked fucking incredible. Yeah. Tom Bailey yeah. was gorgeous too, you know, and they all yeah. had this fantastic look about them, um, which you loved, you know what I mean? Joe was the other one, good old Joe yeah, with the dreads. that's right. And they – um, He was amazing. They they were squatters. I lo- They had a really interesting – Fucking journey, actually. Like they had a million fucking lineup changes, and they even in the nineties changed genre and changed their name. And I mean, mm. that's not the best thing to do, uh, really. After you've already uh, fought so hard to fucking make make a name for yourself, and uh, they disbanded a couple of years after after that. Yeah, yeah. Into the gap now was they, the album. Um, that was fucking huge. They uh, played uh, Live Aid in, in Philadelphia in the US. Yep, they had with Madonna. Qu- quite a bit of. Madonna. Yeah. Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they you know, they really her. did. They really did uh, make a name for themselves. Oh, God. They were huge. Mm. Absolutely huge. You know, you now hear they, this song in The Wedding Singer, I think, as well. Oh, you do too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They were squatters. They met Which because one used they to were. Squat? Yeah, now all of them at different times. Twice <laughs> so a day. So Tom they used, used to go to. down on you, and then Alana yeah. used to squat on you. He'd, he'd Love squat it. Down what a band. And, yeah, squat down and give it a growl, and then she. <laughs> yeah, but they um they used they used to fucking just beg, borrow, and steal, and they used to. I think they had an extension cord running from the house next door, and they used to sort of just run everything they needed. Off this one extension cord. Can you imagine the fucking Someone existence? else's power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, wow. they were like living, living, you know, they would have had would have had one light and fucking, oh, turn the light on so I can, One you fucking know. prawn in the fridge. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, another in the. Slide yeah. over it. 
Yeah, Tom, Tom's got his prawn, prawn in the fridge. But, but oh. Um, oh, our old bass guitarist in me and Maddie's old band, Night Version, he used to squat in a right. fucking old abandoned uh, warehouse Factory, in yeah. Richmond and they were doing the exact same thing, running, a, running an extension cord from the place next door. Wow. I think they got busted though because they were – using that extension cord to turn uh, lights on to light their uh, weed plantation inside. Oh, God. You know? Fucking really? Yeah. Hilarious. He was a winner, wasn't he? He was a winner. He was a fuck. We saw him as an extra in a fucking show and nearly died <laughs> in the UK. Because oh, he was Christ. UK, wasn't he? And we were yes. watching. It might have been, um, what's that British show with that guy in it? Um, new Little Britain might have been Little Britain oh, or something, serious? and he was standing in front of a brick wall, and we both just happened to look at the TV and went, "That's that serious? fucking guy from bloody your band." He was the funniest cunt, wasn't he? Funny. Did Maddie Funny. tell you the story? He was bald as a badger, but mm. not everywhere because we went to Cairns, and they had we toured in Cairns, and there was a, a fucking. Um, like a nightclub sort of night, like event, called Pole Idol. And people were encouraged to get up and pole dance on stage and they were like, okay, ladies, time to get a drink because it's the fellas' turn to get on stage. And straight away fucking um, uh, Ravenscroft got up on stage and they – the whole thing with Pole Idol was you weren't allowed to get completely naked. You weren't allowed to do it. So, of right. course, straight away he fucking strips naked instantly and bends over and we all saw his fucking back wheels just like, oh, God. <laughs> you know? Fucking hell. Hairy got. We got, yeah, hairy everything, mate. Typically yeah. British. And we, we got kicked yeah. out within seconds. Wow, the public liability would have been great in that joint. (laughs) Can't fucking get naked, but if you break your neck, it's not our problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't show us your balls. Yeah. All right, Mm. we better go through to another one. Do it. Now, you've skipped a little one, I think, according to our program here. Oh, fuck, I have. We need to play it because that was the song I drove down to sail with. Oh. Fuck, what a dickhead. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I wonder if I actually put it down. This is the stupid thing. I've had one of those days where I've just spaced out a bit, you know? Yeah. I'm like that on all the days ending with Y. Spaced out. Don't think I put it down, baby. Ah, fuck it. Sorry. That's really shit. I could... Quickly put yeah. it down now that no, nah, I won't because it, nah, it. it's not worth it. We'll just go to the next fuck one. It. That's right. Uh, which is uh, a really good one, and it's a bit of a bit of a nice, all nice spiritual one.
beautiful. What a beautiful song by Philip Bailey. Yeah. So this is without. Yeah, this is before he got with uh, Phil Collins. No, well, this was produced by Phil Collins. This, was this, it? Um, yeah, there yeah. There you the, go. Uh, the, the whole album, I believe. Fuck, but, can we um, do a show and not mention that cunt for once oh, or not? I know, I know. Oh. I wish he, I wish he wasn't so prolific, so that people would agree with me that he's a cunt. Yeah. Look, what do you do? Mm, oh but well. um. Beautiful falsetto range, Earth, Wind and Fire he used to do in the uh, oh, 70s. Oh, is that right? The, yeah, he was oh, the, I didn't know that. Yeah, in Earth, Wind and Fire. And mm. we all didn't know where he came from but obviously if Phil got involved that would have been – that's why the drums are so amazing. I mean Phil that's is a great exactly drummer. Right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Fucking incredible yeah. drummer. In fact – in the air tonight is a really good driving song, but we talk about it every fucking week. Yeah. That spooky yeah. song you play when your chicks left you. Yeah. She's rooted around on you and fucking thrusted you out the door. <laughs> now, this, the album that this came from was Chinese Wall. Uh, sorry, the track is called Walking on the Chinese Wall. Um, no doubt the Great Wall of China, obviously. Uh, and the, the, I guess. Unfortunately, the big the big sort of hit song from this album was the duet that he did with Phil yeah, Easy Lover, right. the two Phils, um, yep. which I, I don't mind that song until I find out that it's Phil Collins and I sort of reach for the sick bag, you know. Yeah, no, I've done it live. Remember we did Have it you? live. Mm. But you got to sing with a good singer. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. think I did the Phil Bailey part from uh, memory, yeah. but. I just it was just one of those songs that we did, and I was like, ah, oh. not not this one, Easy Lover. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, real, yeah, yeah. Doo, 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 you know, muso thing. This but, is beautiful. Um, this has got a real. For some reason, it's got a real kind of working girl by uh, working girl with fucking Sigourney Weaver and uh, mm. what's the other cunt's name? What's her it's name? Very welcome, Melanie to Bali. Griffith. You know that yeah. kind of like, ooh, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's very rice paddies in Bali. That's right. Yeah. Travelling abroad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you guys are going to enjoy this show because you a lot of you listen to the show in your car anyway. So That's we've right. let the music run a little bit so you can get into your zone yeah. and just drive and don't have an accident. That's all we can say. That's right. So, like, this one sort of your long drives. Hold me now. That might cause you to sort of drive into a tree. Yeah, no, that's a bit of a breakup song. Hey, I yeah. found the song we were looking for. I just, uh, I did write the wrong words. Oh, on it, so this is a song that we drove down to to sail on Saturday, and it was really lovely. <laughs>
We are glass. I love it. Yeah. We start off with this track and then we go into the latest albums like My Name is Ruan and stuff like that because Mm. we love all this shit and it's really good driving music. It's sort of like Nine Inch Nails, if we were going to talk about them, that's really good driving music as well. But because we're an 80s show, so we kind of start off with Gary in the early stages and then we go right into the – the latest album. Grah, take it right up. Because he to just all doesn't sort of... change. Yeah. No, nah, that's right. He's, yeah. He's, he, just his formula he just refined is his sound, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. Love it. He and did. he inspired so many sort of um, synth rock and dark synth bands like Nine Inch Nails. Like he, mm. they, you know, they call him the, the godfather of electronica and he absolutely is. Love Absolutely. Him. And the mm. guitar in that I really love, that dum 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 It's just fucking yeah. very cool. And yeah, it's not really too awesome. loud and it's blended in and it just fucking peeks out at you when you fucking listen. And then you I go, just oh, would have nice. loved to have seen it back in the day. Yeah, Can well, you imagine? I mean, he's still great now. Like the yeah. band, but in the day, yeah, it would have been a lot more electronica. But mm. now I, I like the version of the band now as well because I think, like you say, he's refined his sound and he's become a lot more heavier with the guitars and stuff and it's just amazing. Yeah, but can you imagine like fucking 1980 or so and like him coming down from, I don't know, Shepparton or whatever and coming down to London to play in Camden or at Mm. some shithole, you know, it would have been fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen a famous band at a shithole before they were famous? Like, Uh, yeah, actually. Um, uh, Who, 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 who? Oh, look, bands like sort of Powderfinger and uh, Regurgitator and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, who were very big in the in the nineties and early noughties. I saw was lucky enough to see them very early. Uh, and Silverchair as well, very early when they were still little kids, you know, when they were still wow. like, yeah, yeah, at, at yeah. some fucking shithole in Brisbane. Well, we went to Sydney for a family Christmas and we spent a lot of time in Bondi and we went to dinner at this pub. Uh, had We loved it because it had Space Invaders and we could just play Space Invaders and we wouldn't put money in it. We just pretend it was working like in your head like, oh, I'm winning and, you know, there was no money in it. <laughs> and uh, that was me anyway. I loved fucking pretending that, you know, it, it was cheaper yeah. and, you know, that's where I went. It was like, oh, my God, I'm winning. Look, look. and I used to believe <laughs> it was really working. So and then this band comes on and... It's fucking Midnight Oil when they're a cover oh, band. Oh, kidding. Yeah, when kidding. When they're a cover band. So he comes Fuck on without off. any hair and starts dancing like fucking, you know, dun, 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 like, and my brother's standing right in front of him. He's about, I reckon he would have been about six. Yeah. He's seen himself laughing in front of him like, ah, laughing his Just tits off. Just at the dancing and, I, and stuff. The dancing because we were little. We yeah, thought this yeah, guy yeah, had a yeah, fuck, yeah. Had, had epilepsy, mate. We didn't yeah, know what the fuck yeah. was going on, and no, I got scared. I was scared because I thought he was a monster, but my brother laughed at it, and I'll never ever forget it. And they were incredible. Then they were just cornered in a corner somewhere. It was a bistro. We were all eating and bloody midnight. Oh come on! And you yeah. only remember it because he had no hair, and it, yeah. and you, you don't 
And when you're that young, you go, isn't that that guy that we saw at Bondi? <laughs> was Bondi Hotel or something just across the road from the guy. beach? Yeah. That funny guy, yeah. Fuck. Who now He's incredible. Oh, well, semi-retired. And, I mean, he, he's sort of uh, coming back to do sort of gigs with the Oils, but he's like a living legend. But um, yeah. he he was like a beast on stage. In real life yeah, yeah, yeah. he's um, very gentle. articulate. Yeah, very yeah. gentle as yeah. anything but like and made. very intelligent. Very intelligent. Very intelligent, yeah, but able to sort of fun- funnel it into his music in a way that appeals to the masses that doesn't make – that doesn't um, – Come across as preachy, you know what I mean? That's right. Um, oh, no, they were right there. They were right there, you know. Yeah, yeah. He and I think it's got a lot to do with how actually vulnerable he was on stage, especially with the dancing and everything. Because, mate, that's that dancing's on another level. It's like, you know, yeah. Where spastic. does that come from? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But and he was um, so tall. Yeah, yeah. He. He used to have long hair before he went bald. He used to have sort of long hair. And I've got an old mate who remembers seeing them very early and they were play, playing in a pub where there were, was quite a low ceiling and, of course, the, the, um, the stage was quite high and he used to do this thing where he would, like, leap over the drummer and the drum kit and just sort of appear on the front of the stage, like jump wow. over. Yeah. And he leapt over with his fucking long hair back then, smashed his fucking forehead on this low beam, but oh, then no. like landed and just kept going. But like he had this big fucking smash mark on his forehead wow. and just this single fucking stream of blood started pissing down his face and my mate said like it was just the craziest thing he's ever seen in his life. Yeah, right. Just to keep going. That's good effort. Good on him. Should we do another one? We should. This one's a good one. Sexy. Oh. Baby. 
I love, love this period of Prince, 92, yeah. 93. This came out in 93 and this what, was Corvette? the second. Little yeah, Corvette. Cor- yeah. Oh, sorry, that's not 93. Space. 83. Yeah, 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 83. Yeah, that's right. I thought I was going Fucking, mental. What's wrong with me? Yeah, I'm mental. Um, <laughs> this was the second Prince song ever played on MTV. The first one was 1999 and mm-hmm. not, I, th- I believe 1999 was the first time we saw him in purple. Um, Prince yeah, used to wear right. black yep. before that, you know, like he used to wear sort mm-hmm. of full black and everything. Or nothing. Now, or nothing or just like chaps, you G-string. know. G-string. Yeah. Suspenders. Uh, and uh, he used to, you know, he'd wear, he'd wear like, Undies and then chaps and then like a big jacket over the top, which um, I wore to the shops the other day in Williamstown yeah. and it, it didn't have the same effect as Prince in 1983, unfortunately. No, were people no. running from you? They were. There was spew. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. And some people were running towards me, which worried me. But um, <laughs> anyway, this, this music video is quite incredible because it, you know, he would have. In, in terms of a pop sense, really exploded with 1999. And mm. Prince was very, very talented at the, at, I guess, the iconography, like turning himself into an icon in the way that Michael Jackson, you know, and Madonna did as well. Like, they, you know, they recognised the things that would be iconic about their act and they really kind of honed in on those things. For Prince, it was like... The purple, you know, this purple element. He became the purple one. And mm. um, this film clip, I, th- I believe, is the one where he comes out with the sparkly fucking purple trench coat, you know, taking it a little bit further from 1999. But I love this video clip. And this is probably in my top three favourite print songs easily. Yeah. I love hearing Des Dickinson in the background and Lisa. Yeah. Like yeah. you can hear his vocal and he had a really good vocal. Yeah. And I think Des is the – oh, I don't know. I might be wrong. But Des was incredible anyway. But I I did acknowledge Prince as in 1999 but I was more a controversy fan. Mm. Like I loved that record and then this was a bit commercial for me. It was sort of played at the back of the bus at the school and it was just yep. overplayed. But I still – when you look back at some of these songs, you really do appreciate them as you get older as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. they Yeah, they really did flog it at the time. Oh, yeah. But, this um, was like incredible. Yeah, yeah. Aussies generally didn't quite know what to make of Prince. I mean the cool people fucking soaked it up, of course. Yeah, no, I think this song was pretty Aussie. Like Aussies, like I had a girlfriend called Michelle Collette that I went to school with yeah. and we'd get on the bus and they'd go, because her surname was Collette, they'd go, mm. little red Collette. <laughs> and she'd wear a red jumper like, you know, and, yeah. and we'd, you know, she was very attractive kid, very cute kid and the boys loved her and they'd all sing that and it was one of those songs. It was on a compilation somewhere and I can't remember which one. And mm-hmm. just Aussies went for it. Yeah, yeah. With controversy, you know, though, it was think, a little bit not. Yeah, I think mums and dads were quite threatened by him, though. You oh know, they God, were yeah. Like, Jesus, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, mums mm. and dads didn't want you watching that filth. That kind of 
you know, faggotry. That's right. <laughs> so we've got Anything one more, happen. which is we amazing. Do. This is a good one. Now, I Love thought this. with all your songs, you were doing songs that had cars in them and shit. And I'm like, oh, I've missed the memo. I've just fucking gone with the feeling. But yours sort of is about driving, you know? Some of yours. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I didn't try to sort of um, consciously do that, but yeah. but um, I did notice that after. I was like, oh, they're also they're also sort of uh, mentioning cars and driving in the in the lyrics as well. But this um, one's a ripper. Mm. Let's give it a go. Nice. Wow, love this song. Absolutely fucking ache for it. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I didn't like um, what's her name's version at all. Celine Dion. Fucking hate it. It wasn't much different, but she's just too fucking. Like Cindy's got a character about her voice. Cindy's is like heartbreaking. Yeah, that's right. There's something about this song that. That is really heartbreaking. Like there's there's a bit of sort of desperation in it. You know what I mean? That's right. Like it really, yeah. This this song sort of got history for me and Mika as well because I used to live out of town, and he used to sort of drive out to visit me. Um, oh yeah. Back when I I was separated and trying to hold it together. Um, oh, and okay. um, yeah, yeah, and sort of. I remember sort of in the really early days with with Mika, um, it was really important to me, as music is to me, really, really important, and what people listen to as well. I have to know what they listen to. I have to know what they're into. And I feel it's important if somebody wants to know me that they know what I listen to, you know what I mean? And so I remember <laughs> I remember at the time, this is sort of how long ago it was and how quickly times change, uh, I bought Mika like, I don't know, $20 worth of song credits or something on iTunes and then gave him a song list, you know, because you had to actually buy the tracks if you wanted to. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And so I gave him the credit and then gave him the song list and he sort of went through and – and bought and downloaded all these songs. And these songs are what he listened to on his way up 
to visit me. And there was, you know, fucking, I'd, li- I'd like to say there was some cool stuff on there and this is one of the songs. So Well, that was um, a new man, a new wave mixtape you were doing. Exactly. You know? it was a, yeah, mm. modern for that time, which was about yeah. like 2011 or something like that. But um, this song's got an interesting history because it was originally written by, sorry, originally written for Roy Orbison and everybody thinks that the Cindy Lauper version is a cover of an old Roy Orbison song because he then released it after Cindy. Cindy, yeah, um, Cindy, Cindy released this in 1987. Roy had, I believe, recorded it a year before his death but not released it until the 90s. So um, there were a couple of versions sort of floating around at the same time. Yeah, and there was. Yeah, yeah. The the Roy Orbison version is really beautiful. It's not yeah. that different from the Cindy version, but yeah, there's something something I just love about Cindy's voice and I love this song. And um in the in the Roy Orbison version, obviously I think it was released after Roy died. I'm not sure if he was in the film clip or not, but Jason Priestley was. I remember Jason Priestley being in it at the like height of his Popularity on 90210. What, in the video? In the video clip, yeah. Wow. And Jennifer Connolly, you know Jennifer Connolly from Labyrinth? Yeah, With yeah, the big yeah. Tits? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that the, was a big the brunette chick. video, wasn't it? It was. Well, yes. Yeah. And that was Roy Orbison's version. Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison had a big sort of renaissance, didn't he, in the late 80s and early 90s? I yeah. think because of uh, Pretty Woman. You know? Yeah, Pretty Woman was way before the eighties. What? Or was it? No, I'm talking about the movie. So, oh, so, the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the song. Sorry. No. So, this, you know, this Pretty is why woman. he had the. Yeah, this is why he had the Renaissance because it was using an old song in a modern sort of context. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mum had all these records. I must say, he was a household mm. thing oh, yeah. in the seventies for us. Yeah, like I grew every up on Roy mom, Yeah, everyone mm. had a Roy album and and then when he did the Travelling Wilburys, everyone loved that as well. Yeah. But, yeah, no, really talented dude, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we but got um, one more. Yeah, we do. Got one more. Awesome. Now this one Hit I me. ended with because um, this is so fucking drive, you know. Yeah. Here we go.
Yeah. Here we go. So this Fucking. was originally released in 1982 from Saints mm. and Sinners. And I'm not sure which version I've put down, but it's not as cool as the big bloody keyboard intro and the long. But I just keep thinking of Tawny Katana. I just can't stop thinking of that girl during White Snake yeah. songs. You played the original then and how Did do I, I know? Z- right. Yeah. How do I know? Because the lyrics slightly change because in the in the in the early one he says like a drifter I was born to walk alone and in the re-record he chose the word hobo but everybody thought he was saying homo. So that's like a, a popular misheard lyric. Like a homo, I was born to walk alone. I've never heard that lyric. <laughs> I've never heard that yeah. lyric. Yeah. When, where's in, that lyric? In the in latest the re-record. version. So, yeah, yeah. So in the 87, um, in the 87, no, no, no. When they're in between, in between, I think when they used to play it live. Because, you know, like some artists in the recording, they would – they would slightly change as they'd like develop stuff on tour and all of that. Um, he used well, it to sort say, of didn't work straight away, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. But were these yeah. guys from Deep Purple? Is that the oh. situation? Because I, don't know. I remember Deep Purple being really, really big, and I'm pretty sure David Coverdale was in that. With a couple of the other musos, but I might be wrong mm. because I remember having the hots for a guy that was into Deep Purple, and I fucking hated Deep Purple, but I got to like them because I used to hang out with him a little bit. If yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, I get it. Yeah, I just found it interesting. That was when I first. I'm not sure whether. Let me just have a look. I'm not sure whether that's true, but it was the first time I'd really seen marketing of someone go from one band to the other. Yeah, you big know band. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was the lead singer of Deep Purple, but um, yeah, it was sort of that was quite rare to do, wasn't it? Like be really big with it one was. band, and then yep. uh, somewhat equally as big with another band. That was that was difficult, and it hasn't been pulled off by many singers. Maybe uh, yeah. I'm, I'm do you know what? It's a good who. subject, though. It could be another subject for the show. Yes, there we go. Been we always a lot come up with Aussies. them. Yeah, every mm. show something comes up. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely, um, yeah, because I just remember having the hots for this guy. That's the only reason I know the history of it. And he had this long, beautiful blonde hair with the fucking head of flick and, and yeah, uh, I used yeah. to follow him. I met him in Bermagui of all places. Oh, shit, serious. Yeah, which I can't even remember where that is, but we were in a caravan park there. You know when you were in a caravan park and you just met everyone? Oh, fuck it was yeah. really quite yeah. social. Yeah. yeah. And there would be 24 kids and then there'd be some concert or something or a movie night and you'd all just hang out together. They were fun days. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you could you'd meet people like that and and you could trust them enough to hang out with them. You wouldn't do it these days. No, you can't. You, you'd end you up can't. fucking, you know, body parts in, in a fucking in a in a bank vault in a barrel. Yeah. You yeah, know? that's right. It would have been so mm. hard. It's probably harder now for parents nowadays, but we would just everywhere. My dad would just oh. be fine, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. I, we used to go in people's cars and everything. And my dad was yeah. like strict, mate, with that shit. We weren't, you yeah, know. Yeah, mine too. We, 
Yeah, but still, like I can remember, like oh, I'd be let let go with people I'd never met, like in their cars, and you know what I mean? They'd yeah, molest that's me. right. No, yeah, they've just met them once. Yeah, yeah, you off know. you'd go. <laughs> yeah, just go off with Uncle Arthur. No, yeah, off go off with, yeah, go off yeah. with Uncle David. You'll He'll be, be right. right. And you were shitting yeah. your dax, mate, yeah. getting in someone's car. No sense. Who the fuck's You'll be right. this guy? Yeah. Sitting in the yeah. back, the fucking Akadaka cranks up, and you're like, oh, fucking axe murderer for sure. Oh, yeah. Here They're we never going to see me again. This yeah. car smells funny. They're never going to see yeah. me again. Yeah. Did I tell yeah. you the time I went on the Coca Cola catamaran? Have I told you this story? <laughs> I'm not sure. In go. Queensland. So yeah. in, in Queensland, they had, in the 80s, they had a Coca Cola catamaran, and you went on this fucking. Coca-Cola catamaran. Maybe I have told this story but I don't know. And my uncle at the time said, oh, don't fall in the water, there's crocodiles. And yeah. we were on a toboggan, my brother and I, and yep. the fucking on a jet scold like a boat, like out of the catamaran. And mm. then the boat broke down and the catamaran left and oh. left the dock. And my mum is like fucking furious. Where are my kids? I don't know where my kids are. I'm floating on a fucking whatever it is at the back of the boat and my uncle's told me there's fucking crocodiles and I'm shitting myself (laughs) fucking and my mum when she saw us and we got on the boat because they drove us back to the boat. It was miles up the fucking whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And my mum whacked our ass so hard and I'm like, hang on a minute. Hang on. Oh, Not your fucking bu- it's fault. It's just what they do, you know. Yeah. It was the 80s. You know, You'd get you'd a flogging. in front of everyone. Yeah, right in front. But yeah, like no how were knew. uncles? Uncles were always saying shit that would scar yeah. you, that you'd remember. Yeah, they would. And you yeah, can't do it today, you know. Like no. uncles were always saying like bloody – I could just get a shovel and whack you on the head and bloody bury you in the front in the backyard. No one would even yeah. know. And stuff he did like save that. my life once, though. He oh. did save my life. You know, in the eighties, when you were little and you couldn't chew your food properly, so I had a bit of tomato and I fucking got stuck oh. in my esophagus. So he did the whole. <laughs> And the fucking tomato oh. came flying out of my mouth. What exactly? Oh, the Heimlich manoeuvre. I didn't know what <laughs> you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's right. We won't go there. But um, that was <laughs> fucking scary, man. Yeah, I still get scared yeah. of that Heimy shit. Is it Heimlich? Yeah. What is it? The, he- the Heimlich manoeuvre. The Hyman something else. Right. The Hyman okay, is well, something else. Scary. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even remember losing your Hyman. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Would have been uh, on horseback, probably. It probably would have been on horseback uh, on the beach in Bermagui where I used uh, to ride. <laughs> fucking hell. Had the old uh, dildo saddle on, mate. Woo-hoo! Oh, Jesus. Hey. Off we go. Hey, that's another story. <laughs> so my brother was in a footy team called the Clayton Juniors and yeah. there was this fucking – Asshole of a kid. I can't remember. Kyriakos or something. He was Greek. Of course. And anyway, this fucking whore would ride her pony down to the fucking foot oh. footy field to try and, yeah, like just I mean, fucking I- like she's in the Henderson kids or something. <laughs> and and then she'd be dr- cantering around the fucking thing and this kid goes, this, this hey, Michelle, is that a dildo saddle you got on there? Like how ah. does a 10-year-old know what it is? <laughs> 
That's right? fucking and awesome. And my dad heard it and fell on the fucking ground <laughs> laughing, right? Because how does this shit come out of a 13-year-old's mouth? Oh, fuck. And all the parents my... would have looked at her and thought like, who's this oh, little whore? But the kid on the footy team, he stopped oh. playing footy and went, hey, Michelle, is Good that a him. dildo saddle? Oh, did they give fucking him fucking hell. man of the match for that? That's awesome. Yeah, look, it was pretty fucking 80s, you know. <laughs> Pretty 80s. That's but yeah. great. Well, fucking, there's our show, mate. Certainly is. There's that our was show. A good one. Fucking good on you. Good on you for listening. And I hope you listen to those songs when you're yeah. next having a drive, perhaps up to Bendigo to see us in Bendigo <laughs> with Rewind 80s. Totally. That's it. Good on you guys. Well, do we want to do a gig guide? Is there anything we want to mention before we wrap up? Well, we've mentioned Something Hobart. Now, the have. commercial hotel, guys, that's fucking – we've got extra seats now because COVID restrictions have fucked off mm-hmm. and now instead of just having 250 people, we're back to fucking 600 if you want to come. You know what that's I mean? That's right. Commercial yeah. is March the 19th at the Commercial Hotel in South Morang. Our little yeah. Morang Morangs, they love it there. Sunday we love them we're so much there. we're choosing them over playing fucking opera house. True story. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Sunday we're at the Pasco Vale Hotel, March the 13th. We start at 5 oh, yeah. p.m. Lovely family gig. We'll keep the, lot the of, swearing lot of down now. to like ten fucks in that show. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the, the the day gigs are hard because it's morning voice. Kids you know. from school have seen me play that gig. Yes, kids right. from school. Yes. So that's how. Oh well, close do they still like you? No, they're in an institution now. Ah, good no, one. No, oh it's yeah, scarred. it's getting close to home, mate. I tell you yeah, what, but yeah. uh, we have a website, everyone, and it's the eightiesmontage.com. And all the links are there, the Facebook, the Patreon. You can become a Patreon and go patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. But we've also got um, just buttons and videos and stuff that makes you and, – and all the episodes are on there. So if you're catching up, a lot of our wedgies, it might be their first show today that, that, that they're listening to. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. So mm. welcome you guys. At the very yeah. least, become a subscriber. You can yes. listen to us on over 10 different platforms. Choose your favourite and fucking don't just listen to the odd show. Become a subscriber and then you get the episodes as soon as they drop. So um, just like my that's balls. Right. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, also get your friends involved. Like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write us a comment in the comment section and just say g'day and we'll give you a g'day. fucking shout out on the show and everything. Yeah, we will. We will. Yeah. Love you Absolutely. all around the world, our fans, our subscribers and our patrons. Good on you. All right, lovely. Um, well, thanks for Given me a fucking nice time for the first time in this week. Ah, oh, yeah. Look, it can only get better, can't it? That's right. It will. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, oh, I'll see you at the airport on Sunday. See you at the airport, hopefully. All going yeah. to plan. Yeah, I that's right. I won't let you down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal.